0: lectionary is taking us to Deuteronomy today, which is an unusual thing to do. But we will find it helpful. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord, your God, at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God anymore or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. And I will put my words in the mouth. Of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. And anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to, do, to speak, that prophet shall die. And they went to Capernaum. Oh, this is, this is the Mark passage. Okay? Understand, we are only in the 21st verse of Mark. Not a whole lot has happened yet. Jesus has been baptized and tested in the desert. And He's begun His ministry. Called His first disciples. And then this is what happens. They went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came... Jesus entered the synagogue and taught, and they were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying with a loud voice came out of him. They were all amazed and they kept On asking one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even unclean spirits. And they obey him. And at once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're in the 21st verse of Mark and already we've got demons coming at us. This is tough. Sophisticated modern minds such as ourselves don't want to talk about demons, don't want to believe in demons. Have a way to explain away demons. We might be right. But then again, we might not. I tell you my story of a place where I once worked with children that, and I kept hearing from people, people who did not know each other, you know, kids that would move in and out of these rooms, who hadn't had contact with each other because of the way they phased out of the program. And they'd say, there's a spirit on the fifth floor. And it happened enough that I began to think something is going on on the fifth floor. I don't know what it is. But they say there's a spirit on the fifth floor. Weird things happen up there. And there was a young woman there who was pregnant. And she couldn't sleep. Because she was worried about the spirit on the fifth floor. And so I did something that I wasn't really supposed to do. The administration of the place was very unhappy with me because they wanted to just downplay this notion that there was something going on on the fifth floor. But I went into her room and I took holy water and I bathed that whole room. said, Spirit, leave in the name of Jesus. And guess what? She got a good night's sleep that night. So what happened there? Was there really a demon that I exercised out of the room? I doubted it was far too easy for me to do that if there had been one. But whatever happened there, she believed, she believed that something significant happened. It didn't really matter what the reality was. It was what she believed happened. She believed that the spirit on the fifth floor was gone. And so she could finally be at peace and rest. So let's for argument's sake today not worry about what this demon was. If it was an actual spirit sent from hell or if it was some sort of mental illness this man had or something else bothering his soul. Let's just, for the sake of argument, agree that something was happening with this man that was giving him a sense of unrest. He couldn't take it. He couldn't take it so much, he couldn't take it that he's sitting in the church and listening to Jesus, excuse me, preach. And he has to speak out. He can't keep silent. His spirit is at such unrest that he has to speak. I want you to note two important things here now as we get into this text. The first one is, Jesus, we are told, preached in a way that astounded the people. You ever heard an astounding sermon? I should aspire to preach you astounding sermons. That's an incredible thing. Jesus preached an astounding sermon so much that his fame grew around the region And we have no idea what it was. No one recorded a word of what Jesus said. We don't even know the content. Because on that day, even though his preaching was astounding, what mattered was what happened with the man with the demon. That's the focus of this text. So here's the thing, the second thing about this text that we need to pay attention to, that is striking, is that the man with the demon was in the temple. The demon made its way into the house of the Lord. that's astounding could be frightening you know we had a woman here during COVID who was Catholic and the Catholic churches were all closed down so she came here she was a known schizophrenic if I mentioned her name you probably would know who she was She only, most of you don't know she was here, but she was here every Sunday during COVID. She sat in the very back in the balcony. And I kept inviting her to come and join us here. And she kept saying, no, no, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to bother people. And besides, I don't have the right kind of clothes to wear. And it occurred to me at one point when we were having these conversations that I think more than her bothering people she didn't want to be bothered by people. She she knew she was different. She had her own sort of demon. Her schizophrenia was horrible. horrible and yet she came here faithfully to worship regardless of what was going on with a demon what people believe about that demon mattered I had a mother from Nebraska write me once and say, the neighbors are driving my son crazy. They keep telling him about the boogeyman. Now he thinks the boogeyman's in his closet and under his bed. I sent him a little glow-in-the-dark cross like this. And he put it in his nightstand, and the boogeyman never bothered him again. I told him, for lack of better words, Jesus trumps the boogeyman. Well, here's the thing Je- this whole text really is about Jesus' authority. Jesus' authority is over everything, even demons, whatever, however, we define that demon. We got some flack about wanting to start Celebrate Recovery. Let me tell you about it. In the 12-step programs, they always say, Admit there's a higher power. That's the first step. The difference between those and Celebrate Recovery is, Celebrate Recovery says, Jesus is your higher power. And why? Because Jesus has authority over all things. Believe me, if you've ever been around somebody in active addiction, you know that that's like a demon for them. It's a monkey on their back. They can't get off. But Jesus has the authority to rid us of our demons. In this text, when Jesus confronts the man with the demon, the demon says, I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Interesting that a demon is the first one to announce in the Gospel of Mark who Jesus is. When you have... The devil on your back, a demon, a monkey on your back, something that plagues you that you can't get rid of, like a mental illness or an addiction or a pain, physical pain, or a relationship problem or financial distress. It's horrible, and it's all you can think about. You don't think about Jesus' authority. You think about what power that thing has over you. And Jesus was able to say to the man in this text, it's gone. And in the same way, Jesus says to us of our demons, they can be gone if you choose the right authority in your life. What plagues you today? Good thing feeling hurt. Do you need exercise from your life? What hang up holds you down? What habit can you not break? We read this text and we can know that Jesus has the authority to break the chains of that thing that holds us down. (coughs) Excuse me. Jesus has all authority in heaven and in earth because he is the Holy One of God. Give up your demons to him today. Your hurts, habits, and hang-ups can be no more.
1: With the help of Jesus the Christ. Amen.